Hello and welcome to Design Life with Price and Mize. My name is Chris Moore and in this edition I'm joined by Karen Patel and Emma Lipa to talk about menopause in the workplace. Education is the most powerful tool for breaking down barriers and dispatching outdated taboos and so we're here to talk. Um, I might start by asking you both, uh, tell me what is menopause and at what age does it typically uh, become evident to you both? Shall I go first, you Karen? You go first, yeah. Well, um, so the menopause is when uh, women come to the end of their reproductive phase of, of their lives. Um, essentially, that means they stop having periods and can no longer have children. Typically, um, it happens around early 50s, but for some women, that it happens sooner, and for other women, it happens later. Um, Karen, what are some of the symptoms of menopause? Um, well, there's a lot. <laughs> but I think um, in a work environment, I'd say most of the symptoms that affect sort of work are possibly sort of mainly memory, concentration, um, hot flushes, palpitations. These, I mean, these are all, they don't all happen with in work. Uh, headaches, migraines. Night sweats, joint problems, skin irritation. I mean, it's an endless list and everyone suffers different things and everyone has worse things. Like they affect them more than other people and things like that. Depression, anxiety, that sort of thing. Thank you. Um, now, all three of us in this room are roughly of a similar age. Um, and I think one of the things that really strikes me about these kinds of conversations that we're having now is that this is kind of the first time in my professional life that you know subjects like menopause are actually being raised at work and people are being educated and thoughtful. It's always had a bit of a sort of t a taboo quality um, over the course of my working life. What do you think has changed that has actually brought this to the to the forefront now? Well, the first thing to say is everything's changed. I mean. Um... I can remember my uh, first day at Price and Myers. Um, I was taken to the floor and introduced to the team and suddenly had a huge hot flush, which, you know, just I was overcome with anxiety, thinking, oh, my goodness, it's my first day being introduced to all these people and they must be able to see that I'm having um, a hot flush and um, a... a, a not concentrating on on what they're telling me. So now I think had had that been today, I think I may have felt strong enough to say, please excuse me, just having a quick hot flush. And what's brought that change or that confidence to start talking about these things is celebrities. It is the Davina McCall impact. Um, it, it, women coming out, Kirsty Walk as well, about sort of coming out and telling us all we can talk about it and telling people around us that you need to listen to what we're saying. Um, and, you know, it's it, that's changed everything, that sort of celebrity, not endorsement, but conversation in a similar way to sporting um, sportsmen talking about mental health um, in men. So it's that same, that, that started the conversation. Mm -hmm think also i mean it's a bigger discussion but women of that age are more visible in media and in the workplace and mm. things like that so 
yes, lots of women. Yeah, you're absolutely right, Karen. So, you know, newsreaders, presenters, mm-hmm. you know, well, there's, you know, we are in the workplace and we, we have been empowered to start talking about something that traditionally uh, as women, I mean, I don't know about your mother, but I mean, my mother used to talk about um, about hot flushes quite a lot because she sort of liked the attention and she'd, oh, 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 oh my goodness. And, yeah. uh, um, but uh, other than that, there wasn't a lot of yeah. conversation going on. Yeah, uh, yeah. Yeah, she'd talk about hot flushes and you could tell her mood was a lot different. Mm. She'd be, yeah, very difficult to be around. Mm. But I think with my mum, she sort of stopped working properly when she got to that age. Because mm. um, I think it was difficult to... I mean, there's this crazy statistic that something like 37% of women in the workplace have resigned, they've left their jobs because yeah. of the menopause, not knowing that that was the reason why, but feeling so overwhelmed by the symptoms um, and felt that they were unable to to carry on working and have, have left the workplace, which is absolutely um, crazy. Yeah, that's really, uh, that's really an insightful statistic, isn't it? Because that's not just about you know the your personal relationship with the change that you're experiencing that's also an enormous loss of talent within our businesses and within our economy to have you know women of that experience just sort of quitting and leaving because they're not quite absolutely and so avoidable so avoidable you know just with a few changes you can put in place you can give women back the confidence to to persevere and make changes, um, make some changes to support them to continue their career path. What are some of those changes that you'd like to see uh, that are happening or you'd like to see coming up and, and being made in the workplace, Karen? Um, well, I mean, there's the obvious ones with being close to a ventilation thing and um, having a fan and things like that. But it's also with your colleagues being... Um, being able to see that you're struggling and not like for me it's more it's memory and concentration and things like that brain fog where some days I can't even now in here you don't remember you forget a word completely a normal word you use every day or someone's name that you see every day and you completely it goes out of your mind and you cannot remember it at all so things like that um so Sending emails, I ran some things down, but like if people send you, put everything in writing so you've got it there and you know what you're doing as opposed to just telling you and then walking away and then expecting you to remember it two minutes later, things like that. Um, And just being mindful of what you're going through and um, I think everyone needs to read like the work policy that we have and understand what the menopause is because it affects affects everyone in this workplace in particular, you know, everyone's going to be, they're either a woman that's going to go through the menopause or they're married to a woman that's going to go through the menopause or they have a mother or another colleague externally from Price and Myers that they work with um, or they have a daughter that's going to go through the menopause. So, yeah. I think it's interesting what you say about the, that the brain fog it, it it's it's something that you've never quite experienced before because we all go through life and walk into a room and think oh why did I walk into this room mm. but it'll come back to you and I think the thing about the brain fog is 
you know that what you're searching for is not coming. It's mm. not going to. There's no point in saying, bear with me. It's on the tip of my tongue. It'll co- it won't come. Yeah. And I think it's that understanding that you have to say to someone, I'm sorry, that's gone. Um, I'll get back to you. Or, you know, just yeah. have to recognise that um, it, it's not on the tip of your tongue. No. It's absolutely gone and, and it might come back to you. <laughs> but the ch- there's a good chance that... That it won't. It's um, scary as well when mm. that happens. You think you're losing your mind. Mm. So. I, I mean, I had um, a friend of mine who uh, went to the doctor with what we'd now look back at and say were quite typical menopause, menopausal mm. symptoms and was sent away with antidepressants. And after a few months of taking them, she thought that it's just not right. Mm and went back again and mentioned that perhaps it could be potentially the menopause, which he thought, okay, maybe let's give it a go and stop the antidepressants and put her on HRT and, uh, yeah, changed her life. Yeah, it's a struggle though, isn't it? It's not easy to um, get the doctors to listen to you. They're not Mm. that experienced in, well, they should be, but they're not experienced in dealing with... I think that's the worrying thing, that Mm. you can go to your GP and come away feeling despondent. Yeah, not um, listened to. Yeah. And, yeah. But it is getting better. Yes, yes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> now, Karen, you mentioned a moment ago talking about fans in the workplace, and I know I should just, for our listeners, give a little bit of background on this. We've had a little bit of a, a rejig of the floor plates here at Price and Rise, so we've had people moving up and down different floors, and, and uh, Karen and I were two people who have been relocated, and uh, you had a bit of a situation when you moved floors, did you not? What, losing my fan? <laughs> yes, it was uh, very traumatic. <laughs> yeah, trying to get a fan back and, yeah, and, um, yeah, people understanding why, thinking you're going mad that you have to have this fan. But, um, yeah, I got it back eventually. So one of your colleagues stole your fan, not realising it's importance. Well, yes. <laughs> yeah, we won't uh, go into names or anything like that, but... Yeah, but it's things like that that are hugely important to you, um, and I think that that's a journey we're all still on. Actually, at how forceful we should be about how important these things are to us, because it's a difficult balance of, um, you know, I I uh, sit in a partners meeting every two weeks. Um, there's now another woman who joins me, Anna, which is fabulous. <laughs> but um, I'm there with 12 men who now what I do is declare that I'm having hot flush and I will grab anything that allows me to fan myself. And um, it's they've got a lovely right balance of being empathetic enough and understanding enough to know that I need a moment but not so interested that they need to ask me things about how I'm feeling that I might find uncomfortable. And I think that's a challenge for our colleagues around us. It's about being understanding, but not being intrusive. I'd love for us to get to a situation where it's just as mundane and every day as blowing your nose. You know, you just have excuse me for a moment while I get a hanky or tissue and sort myself out. Mm. Um, we were talking about policy there a moment ago as well. But, um, can you talk us a little bit, a little bit about the Price and Myers policy in relation to menopause? Okay, yeah, we've got um, a policy which uh, 
I think, so it sets out um, some descriptions of the symptoms that women can suffer. And it also uh, gives um, some useful websites that women can go to gain uh, more information. And actually not just women, everyone in the workplace can go to these websites to inform themselves better um, about the menopause, as Karen just said, you know, everyone, you know, chances are your mother, your aunt, you know, your daughters, mm -hmm. sisters, um, as well as your workplace colleagues and your friends. You, you will know someone who will go through the menopause or has gone through the menopause or is going through the menopause. So it's a really good document that we hope people will read and inform themselves and just create a safe space for people to raise um, issues about their challenges in the workplace. And I think that's what's important. It's saying to everyone, talk about it, raise it. You know, we want to support you and um, come and help us do that. If you're uh, listening to this podcast on anything other than our website, we're actually going to include some of those links as well. So if you're on Spotify or Apple Music or the like, um, you can go to the Price and Myers website and grab some of those links as well. Emma, I understand you'd like to talk to us about some of the developments that have been undertaken in treatment in recent years. Yeah, um, I would just um, talk about HRT uh, briefly because about 15, maybe 15, 20 years ago now, there was a lot of concern um, about women and uh, taking HRT in the link to breast cancer. And this understandably put off a lot of women um, seeking HRT treatment to help them with their menopause system symptoms. And now um, it's pretty much been debunked that the link between HRT and breast cancer is so slight um, that it's really not it's really not worth not considering HRT as a potential treatment for your symptoms. Um, I would uh, I would really um, recommend women go and talk to their GP about taking HRT, um, even if you have a family history of cancer. Um, be you know, because it can really help and you just need to be very breast aware and uh, look after yourself and it can really be a positive thing to take. So don't feel that that's not an avenue for you um, if you have uh, breast cancer or other forms of cancer in your family. And also a new initiative that was introduced in April of this year called the Prescription Prepayment Certificate. Um, which for the cost of £19.30 gives you a whole year of uh, HRT prescriptions for free. It's also been referred to as the um, HRT passport. So you can make a one-off payment of £19.30 and for the following year, all your HRT prescription is free. And um, I, f I feel that not many people know about that and it's something that should be um, talked about more. We'll include some links to those resources on the website as well. Fabulous. To finish up, I'd like to ask you both, what is the one thing you would like your colleagues to know about the menopause and how they can help support people in the practice? You know, that's <clears throat> that's quite a tricky question, actually, <laughs> because it, it's so individual. It's so individual. I think I, I, I think 
the one message I would like to give is actually to the women out there, women in the workplace. And I would like to say to them, talk about the menopause, raise it. If you are suffering from symptoms, please raise it with your colleagues, with your partner, with your associate, with your, what a lot of people have called line managers, speak to them. Please feel empowered to, to speak to someone about um, how you're feeling and, and take with you solutions. So go to that, to a meeting, say, this is, you know, I, I, I'm getting very hot during the day. I'd like to sit by the window or I'm sleeping really badly. I'd like to start a little bit later in the day. Those sort of things. If you're, if you're, if you're embarrassed or inhibited or anything, take a buddy with you, take someone with you or send an email at first to say, I'd like to sit down and talk to you. I want to talk about the menopause. I'm finding it a little bit awkward. So that's what's on the agenda for me. Have you got 10 minutes tomorrow at 2 p.m.? Have you got anything to add to that, Karen? I think also, I mean, we talk about the menopause, but the main thing is the perimenopause beforehand, which is the point up until your um, reproductive life and menstruation stops is the bit where most of the symptoms happen and this can be 10 years it can last for 10 years so it's not sort of something that's just lasts a couple of weeks and then you're fine it's yeah it's a long process and that's why it affects everyone so much the long path towards yes. the menopause so yeah. it could be someone's whole career at a play at a job example thank you both very much for joining me today Thanks, Chris. Thank you. Pleasure. You can find more resources on menopause in the workplace by heading to the news section on our website, pricemise.com. Thank you very much for joining us.